This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Foul Front Podcast, a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. I'm your host, Ben Page, and this is your source for hunting, outdoors, and conservation conversations. In an eclectic and sometimes unorganized fashion, I appreciate you coming by. Okay. All right, Dad. So I am sitting you down. This is your second time on the podcast? Second time on the podcast. When was your first time? The first time was when we went down to that uh, hunt in Kansas, was it? Oh, yeah. On the big... the. yeah, well, there's about eight or ten of us there, I think. Yeah, for the uh, for the listener. Yeah, episode. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your hunt, and for anybody that doesn't know, and Nadine, uh, for you not knowing, uh, talking to your grandpa, talking to Jeff Page, uh, you have you have a number of different alias. <laughs> what is what? Yes, I do. What is what do people call you? Uh, most people call me Doc. 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 Now, are you a doctor? No. Uh, when I was in probably, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade, I was in Boy Scouts, and one of the first merit badges I got was the first aid one, and I was going to be a doctor. And so people just, and I think it was, it might have been Ron Peterson. He was one of the older boys in Scouts, and he gave me the nickname Doc, and it just stuck. And to this day, if you go to my hometown, Rhinebeck, Iowa, and if you say, hey, Jeff Page sent me, they would know that you probably don't know me very well. But if you walked in and said, hey, Doc sent me, they would know that you know me. So, yeah, I've been called Doc my entire life. And uh, I've had kids I've gone to school with in high school that probably don't know my real name. 
Yeah. Additional means doc. Interesting. Uh, and uh, I mean, I don't call you doc. I call you coach. Yeah. So um, how many people would you say? Just guess. How many people call you coach? Call me coach? Oh, 40 plus years of teaching and coaching. Probably thousands of people call me coach. And, and why, do, why do people call you coach? I've coached football and wrestling. I coached football up until, well, 2009 when you graduated and then I got out of it. But I've coached at junior high and at the high school level. And then I've coached wrestling all those years also. Yeah. So I've uh, done Nebraska, it all. Nebraska Scholastics uh, Wrestling Coaches Association uh, Hall of Fame inductee. Right? Two, this, this past spring in 2019, I was honored by that. <clears throat> um, like I say, 40 plus years of teaching and coaching and 22 here in Nebraska. And a uh, good friend of mine, Brian Seabrands. Try not to touch the table too much. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Brian Seabrantz, uh, we've coached together for about 14 years. And uh, I was up in uh, the clash in Rochester, Minnesota, when your mother called me and said I had gotten a letter from Norm Manstead, who's the head of the uh, Coaches Association. And uh, I had been selected. Brian nominated me, and then uh, a majority, a bunch of coaches around the state voted for me. So it's a very Proud moment, high honor, very humbling to be in the Nebraska Scholastic Coaches Hall of Fame. Nice, nice. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to come on tonight to talk to you a little bit about your hunting experiences and how you grew up um, or didn't grow up and kind of like what your story in hunting is because it's important to me. Um, when I was a kid, um, I remember my dad going hunting pheasant hunting that and i've got several uncles and cousins that did a lot of hunting and we'd go out on grandpa's virgil's farm right outside of dyke iowa and uh i remember doing that but i never remember doing much hunting when i was a kid uh probably a few years later maybe when i was in high school um uh, i got a what kind of hunting was it it was uh, upland pheasant hunting pheasant hunting on, pheasant, on, on, grandpa virgil's. on grandpa virgil's lawn or uh fields he had 80 acres there in grundy county and uh but very i don't remember very doing very much of that as a kid but then when i got into high school and that um i bought uh, from my brother-in-law steve vicky's husband he had a single shot 22 that i bought from him for five bucks i think five or ten dollars and so uh robo john robertson and i he's another good friend of mine my best friend uh we'd go rabbit hunting out at his uh Mom and dad's place, they lived in the country. Of course, I was old enough to drive then. And uh, we'd go back then. It was it was customary. It was common to go road hunting. You'd just drive around. You'd see a pheasant in the ditch. And so you'd stop and get out and try to kick him up. But I just had a twenty two, so we did a lot of rabbit hunting and squirrel hunting. And This uh, is when you were still in high school? When I, yeah, still in later high school. And, yeah, in late high school. Now, didn't Grandma come back and end up, uh, you know, all these years after Grandpa had died? Didn't didn't she say that he went like duck hunting or something like that when you guys were at church? Yeah, and that I must have been very very young when that happened. I don't remember him. You know, I know she wrote some stuff down in a journal, but I don't ever remember him going duck hunting. I remember a couple times going pheasant hunting. Yeah, but the, the waterfowling, nothing. And and I had some high school buddies that they would you know, as it was back in the day in the early seventies, they'd throw their shotguns in there back of their cars or their trucks and they'd road hunt on the way to school. So 
they'd pull into the parking lot and they'd have their shotgun hanging in their gun rack in the back of their truck or in the back seat. And they'd have maybe a couple of pheasants in the back. And, you know, that was just, that's what you did, you know, in yeah. small town, Iowa, you know, about 1600 people. And I was quote a city kid cause we lived in town, but uh, yeah, I was very customary then. But today that would never happen today. No, no. And so, okay. So you, you're around 16 or 17 16 and you're, or 17 and, and you're hunting rabbits yeah. at Robo's farm, Robo's farm. And he, and his where his brother lived and, you know, just wherever we could see a patch of grass and try to go hunt some rabbits. Now, uh, I have this deer hanging in my, in my basement. Oh yes. Uh, this was, was that your first deer? That was my first and only deer I think to date. Really? Yeah. Cause when, uh, later on when I was, uh, Older, I had a shotgun, and so we'd go, we'd go pheasant hunting. Not not much quail hunting in in Iowa because it was just pheasant hunting mostly. But then in, in Iowa, you could hunt deer with slugs, with shotgun slugs, because you know on a on a section of land you might have three or four farmhouses. Sure. And so there wasn't the That's wide still open. common to this day, right? Very still common. And so uh, I can remember it was Robo and Cresswell and myself. Uh, Dave Hawk was in there. There's a few of us and, uh, we'd go hunting and, uh, with slugs in that first deer I got, uh, we went out early that morning. I think it was up by, I want to say up by Pine, Eldora, Iowa, somewhere around there. And we scouted before and it was public ground. And so we got in there and hunkered down and we said, okay, we're going to hunt till about 10 o'clock and then come out. And I can remember, I can't remember what time it was, but I kind of woke up startled. Here was this Buck, not a very big one, but to me it looked huge, and uh, I must have got a little nervous and shot a little high, but it caught him right in the back spine and just dropped him. Yeah. And then he kept running, so then I got up and got a little, and then I put one through the the vitals, and that took care of it. And uh, that was, like I say, I think, what is it, a five-by-five? I can't, it's either a four by four or five by five, but it's, it's almost, it's a, it's a small, small four by four, four by four, but perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's perfect. You, you could not distinguish uh, between the left and the right. Animals. No. If and, they were to uh, be on the ground, you'd say these are identical and they yeah. are made in a factory. Um, but yeah. So you said something there that kind of uh, popped out to me. What is it about you? Cause you are, you're a sleeper. Yes. Yeah. I, when I sit down for a, a period of time, I will doze off. Yeah. And I just, you know, uh, even when I was coaching football, Coach Spall across the lake, he said, we'd get on the bus, and within five minutes, I can, I just would I'd doze off, just a kind of a little power yeah. nap. And uh, I may not be a harsh, but I just kind of doze up, and then, you know, I'll startle something. Yeah. And so that deer, you know, and so we laugh about it today. And We were dove yeah. hunting this morning. Yes, And we it, were. Was, it was, it uh, was, I mean... We, we ain't been out there that long. No. And, you know, me, Bryce, and uh, uh, Scott, Scott. We're, we're sitting there talking, and uh, we look over, and you're, you're, you're fast asleep. I'm just kind of, you know. On your bucket. Just sitting there hanging my head and dozing. Yeah, yeah. I can have that ability that I can sleep. You know, I'm not much of a sleeper, but, you know, I've always been a night owl, but if I'm somewhere and I'm just sitting there, I, I'm not the one to type to sit. i got to be moving. Well, I remember I in high school. You know, I'd, I'd wait, I'd wait outside cause I'd been out doing nefarious activity yeah. and, uh, I'd wait and I'd see that you were still watching TV and I'd say, damn, when the, when is dad going to bed? Um, and, uh, I knew that it was, you know, I was past my curfew. Yeah. 
And I knew you were waiting up for me, but you would just, you'd outweigh me. Yeah. Um, any, any stories about that? Just, that's uh, just the way I was. I mean, I would, I, I was a night owl. And even in, when I was, uh, in college and in younger days, me and my buddies, if we'd go on a fishing trip or we'd go somewhere, you know, I could party with the best until two, three o'clock in the morning and six o'clock, I was wide awake. Yeah. Yeah. And, until the weekend, right? Until the weekend. Then I might slow down on the weekend and sleep in a little bit. So. <laughs> okay. So we talked a little bit. Um, sounds like you did some upland and, uh, you know, upland hunting when you were little. And then a little bit of rabbit hunting. And then as you, uh, throughout college, you did some. Mostly so in college, it was mostly road hunting. Some pheasant hunting. You know, we had some places. Um, and then probably... You know, just kind of tailed off because when I started teaching and got some different places and probably didn't get back into hunting big time until I started dating your mother because both of her brothers and dad were big time hunters. And so that was just when I'd go out to Broken Bow to see her for a holiday or something, Christmas or Thanksgiving, we'd go hunting. Yeah. And so that's why I got, you know, when I got back into it and then uh, you came along and we were down in Marysville, Kansas. So, uh, Good friend of mine, Steve Warner, was the head football coach here. Him and I, we'd go hunting every Sunday morning, it seemed yeah. like, during the season. And you'd come with us, and or you'd come with me because I had a few guys that had some land, so we'd just go out there. And, now, you had, you've had some good German short hairs. Yes. Yeah. I, I, like, I remember, and I, like, I can grow, you know, I can, I can tell this to anybody. Um, you actually were, you were kind of into training German short hairs. Well, I had a, a the first duck gave, the first short hair I got was Babe, a female from Grandpa Ron, your grandpa. He had raised him, and so I got her, and uh, she was a good. Was she out of Duke? Or who was she? She out was of? out of, I, no, she, no, Duke she wasn't was, out of Duke. Duke was Grandpa's prime hunting dog, right? Well, yeah, when you, when you knew him. Um, babe was out of Lady. That he was, she was before your time, I think. And, uh, uh, babe was out of lady and, uh, she was a hunting machine. And then we got Gable later and Gable was the one that, um, Grandpa Ron wanted him to use him for the, uh, the one box hunt up in, uh, Broken Boat. Or was it the lads and lassies? It might've been the lads and lassies. I'm not sure. But so we took Gabe down to, he had a friend down in Lincoln. And so Gable was down there for about, oh, Four or five weeks. And so he come back and he was a hunting machine. Well, lady was, a, or babe was a hunting machine too. And Okay. So tell, on, let's, let's talk about babe for a second. Babe was the first how, short How old was I? Oh, we had babe when we lived in Gladbrook. So you would have been one or one and two maybe. Yeah, two. So. And you, this dog, she was, how would you describe? She was a very good hunter. She was a short hair, good hunter. And, was she uh, a slow, methodical, or she was the uh, more the faster kind of American? Version? She was. She was. Uh, I wouldn't say really slow, but not really fast either. Yeah, kind of. And uh, lost her when we were in Gladbrook. What do you mean? Uh, well, she had a litter of pups, and uh, I sold three or four, and I still had about four or five left. And it was one Saturday afternoon. I was out in the yard. We lived south of Gladbrook, and I had. Babe and had about I think four or five of her um, dogs left, and these guys pulled in and they were from Missouri and they said, "Hey, those are some nice." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Are they for sale?" I said, "Yeah." And they said, "They said, well, how much?" I said, "Well, four hundred dollars," because I had papers. I mean, late Babe was championship bloodlines. 
And they said, well, we don't, we're coming back in a couple of weeks. And I said, well, well whatever, you know, I'll yeah. be here. And they said, well, how about a shotgun? So I traded one of the pups for an over-under, nice over-and-under. It was a German gun, I think. Franke? No, not German. It was Spanish. Um, I can't remember. But it was an over-under. And uh, at that time, I wish now I would have kept it. But at that time, you know, needed the money. So I I think I wound up selling that thing for like 450 bucks. It was yeah. a Spanish Armist or something like that. Yeah, sure. And uh, so they took one of the pups. I had the paperwork and all that. Well, about three weeks later, I still had three pups left, I think, and and lady, or babe, and we lived south of Gladbrook. I had an auction that Saturday, and when and I had her in a oh, it was a little corn crib, small corn crib with a, a kennel outside. You know, it was covered so that she couldn't because she was a jumper. Yeah, and uh, came home. It was first part of December, the first weekend in December, and came home and she was gone. And so we're, I think I might have had two two pups left, and they were gone also. And I thought, where did she go? And uh, I went driving all off, thought she might be lost, something like that, and I never did find her. Well, then about the next night, for about three days, we had a, a very severe, severe cold snap. I mean, sub-freezing zeros. And I said, God, go, she's somewhere. I don't know where she's at, but some either, you know, she's out there and got caught and died or something like that. But then... Later that, about six months later, I heard that down in St. Louis, Missouri, there was a dog uh, ring. They were stealing dogs. Mm. And I just, and to this day, I still think that those guys came back. They had the one set of papers and they yeah. walked in, saw her, and said, they probably turned her into a breeder, which is sad. And so, so that's, I, I, I don't know. That's, I think that's what happened, but I don't know. But then fast forward, we had, then we got uh, Gable was the one that, we had we got him out of Duke, and he was a big running dog. Yeah, he could run. Well, here's the strange thing, right? So Duke, I remember him. He was a big boy, big, big, massive. So this head. is grandpa's. This is grandpa's. Like probably stud. Yeah, probably the best hunting dog grandpa ever had. Right? Yeah, you'd have to talk to him. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that next. Yeah. Um. But anyways, Duke, he's big boy. Big. Yeah. But Gable. So there's there's two types of uh, German short hairs, right? There's there's the like the old English style, yeah, I think so. yeah the old, and then there's the American style. Yeah, and I remember Duke being just huge, huge bodied. Yeah, I, he had like a body like a a 55 gallon drum. Yeah, and the Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger of short hairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Gabe, Gabe was uh, whew, he was fast, fast. He had a yeah. big chest, and he was a running machine. If I if I wanted to go somewhere to hunt. Usually, what a couple miles away, I'd let him on. He'd just run alongside the truck, 40 yeah. mile an hour, just run, you know, maybe 25, 30 mile an hour. And then for about a couple miles, he'd jump in the truck and he would only listen to me. He was a good hunting dog. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, didn't listen to me. No, he didn't <laughs> listen to your mother. He was, he was my dog. He listened to me. How many miles do you think my bike put oh, on? Oh, boy. Uh, miles and miles and miles. Looking for that dog. Yeah. Cause he'd get out and run. And <laughs> we had, he'd we always had, come back. He always came back. We just like to run. Yep, I remember that. When did you get Gabe? How old was I? Okay, we got Gable. Well, I think we we're in Marysville, Kansas. When you got Gabe? I think so. Really? Yeah. Did I have him? Because we had Babe when we were in Gladbrook, and then we moved to. Uh, no, we might have got Gable when we were in Holstein. Of course, you were only a year old then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were there about three years, and then we moved to Marysville. So well, I can remember him. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, I chased him down. Yeah. A lot. We had him a long time. He was probably 
probably 10, 11, you know, because we got him probably when we were in Mar- in Holstein. Hell, if he was 11 when I was chasing him down, then he was, <laughs> he's still doing pretty good. He was doing pretty good, yeah. 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 And then I think, well, then his senior year, we your senior year, we lost him. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so we're not going to do the math on that. Yeah. But what did we learn from that experience? That uh, if I ever, that when we put him down, you should have been there. Yeah. I didn't, you know, we're a that senior. Was my boy. <laughs> I know what, I know what. I feel bad about that. But he had had that, he threw a clot and he kind of had a stroke. And we took him and they had, they pulled a, a, a tumor out of his chest about the size of a football. Yeah. And that's, short hairs are infamous for that because they have such a large yeah, chest. Yeah, big thoracic and, cavity. Uh, we thought we had him, but then he, he couldn't even get up. To, I'd have to carry him outside to go to the yeah. bathroom at, and we just said we no. We were using towels. And yeah. I was so, in French class. Yeah. 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 So, so if you if you got a boy and you're listening out there, yeah. what's your what would you say? My is advice it? is that if you got a boy or a girl and they're both hunters and you got yeah. that dog, when it comes time to put that that boy or that dog down, whatever the reason, uh you make sure you have your kids there because that's part of life. That's the life yeah. cycle, you know. Yeah. Life and How long did I not talk to you? Yeah, you were upset for a long time. Yeah. But we had him cremated and we have his remains and we we've still got, got him. him. I know we still have him. Got him in a couple shotgun shells yep. too. Put him in a couple shotgun shells so don't yep. ever go shooting. Gable's always with us. Gable's Gabe's always with us. Yep. So. I chased that damn dog. I know. Uh I I bet there's a bike out there. Someone's got that bike still. Probably but that so. bike's got about three hundred miles of Gabe yeah. chasing. Oh, yeah. Because what would happen when Gabe would run away? He would get out, and he would go let the other dogs out because yeah. he could, he oh, could, you know, and pretty yeah, soon he was smart be, as hell. And there'd be three or four of them running, but he'd always he'd always neighbor dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, but then as soon as I found him and I'd holler, he'd come jump in the truck. No. Yeah, but you'd send me out first. Yeah, and, and you'd go one way, and I'd go the other. I'd be in the truck, he'd be in your bike, and so yeah. But, okay, so let's uh, let's rewind because I think we missed a, oh like a pretty cool my first memory. Um, my first memory is waking up and knowing that we were supposed to go hunting. And I, how old was I? Oh, geez. Well, we were in Marysville. So it was, you probably in kindergarten or first grade. Yeah. Yeah. So kindergarten, first grade, I remember waking up saying, damn it. Oh, maybe I didn't say that. No. <laughs> but, uh, I remember thinking to myself, hey, my dad did not wake me up. Where the heck is he? I know we were supposed to go hunting today. And I, I think my mom always tells me, like, hey, that's the first time you ever dressed yourself. Yeah. You put, you tied your own shoes and you were wandering out back in the back 40. Back 40. Um, Lived on the edge of town. There was a field behind us. But I came in and woke up and said, hey, we're ready to go hunting. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. And you just, ah, ah. I tried three or four times and I finally said, well, he must be tired. So I just left. And I woke up maybe 20 minutes 20 later. minutes after I'd left. Yeah. Yeah. And I so, was, and that was before the days before cell phones. So, and I think, I think, I remember walking out there with my BB gun. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how. How old was I? I could say kindergarten or first grade, but I had my BB gun. I was yeah. walking, I was walking out in the back forty. Yeah, because I thought that's where Dad was. Yeah, that's my first memory. I remember. Yeah. I was frantic. I was frantic. Yeah. I was looking for you. Where were you at? Oh, I think I don't. I can't remember if it was by myself because I know some friends of mine that I that I knew had some some ground, and so I was out there hunting pheasants at, you know, with Gable, and uh, we was out there for a couple hours. Came back, and then you and I went back out. 
what's what's your favorite memory before I like got into hunting? Like talking about Marysville time, like do you remember thinking like, oh, this kid, this kid's a hunter? I think the one time we were uh, out north of, northwest of Marysville, I can't remember whose land we were on, but there was a we we're just some cornfields and there was some tree lines and that we were just kind of walked, let Gable run back and forth. And uh, I think we got a couple and then we come down, there was a, a river. And I remember we were sitting on a bank, just you and me and Gable was just down running through the water, cooling off. And we were just sitting there talking and listening, watching Gable run. And I, you said, you looked at me and said, man, this is awesome, dad. I could do this forever. And so I thought, yeah, probably could. So. Okay. So did we, like I, I've never heard that story. Just so you know. Okay. I've never heard of that. All right. Um, so, uh, is there any other memories from that time that stick out to you? I remember a skunk. Um. Oh, that's. But no, that was. Uh, was that up here? That was up here. Okay. It was you and me, and I think Rod Deal, and I think I don't know if Bo was with us or not. Probably. But we were up by St. Paul. That's Bubba. In case Bubba. Yeah. Those you know. And we had your mom's blazer. Yeah, blue blazer, blue blazer, yeah. and uh, Gabe. We were hunting, hunting, and I think Fezzer Quell, and we were along the train track, and there was a river there. Or something. All of a sudden, Gable got tied up in a skunk, and he come out there, and he just smelled. Oh, and so uh, hunting was done that day, and we put him in the back of the blazer. Yeah, not kept a good all day. All the to windows have a open. Not a good day to have your mama's blazer. <laughs> and uh, of course, I think all I had at that time was that little. S10, yeah, a little S10 pickup, yeah, and, no muffler. Jeez, uh, Louise, we had we left the back open, and we, he was in it. He was in his kennel box, but we well, left that the was back Rod open. And I think it was Rod and Bo, yeah. and uh, had to win. I mean, it was middle of winter, freezing cold, but we had all the windows open and the back open, and Gabe was just to air it out. And who we? I, I that's a very vivid day in my yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Okay, so. I think that's probably just about the end, right? Yeah. Then we had a break. Well, then when when we lost Gable, yeah. Then we just and you know just and it's to the point now where if you're going to do some pheasant hunting, that you're not going to do it on public ground. No. You you got to know somebody, or you've got to you know have a, a game farm or something, or a, you know, or you can go and spend so much to yeah, yeah. shoot a pheasant net, you know. And so that's kind of when I, you know, and of course we were getting in, you were getting into high school sports and all that. And, and we lost Gable. And so I just kind of lost the, you know. Yeah. You lost the drive. Kind of lost huh? the drive to go pheasant hunting and quail hunting. Yeah. Yeah. So you lost the drive kind of, and, and we're big into sports and all that stuff. Where's the resurgence? Um, got into turkey hunting. Well, hold on. Let's, let's back up. Cause I remember. You know, I remember growing up, um, you know, doing upland hunting, yeah, doing all that stuff with you. I remember all that, yeah. And then I remember getting into deer hunting. So where, where, kind of, what was you? Your, you kind of got into deer hunting. I when, think. Uh, I think it was when uh, when Rod. Um, yeah. Well, they were still in their old house. Yeah. It was before they bought the property. Yeah. And we were up. We were up hunting in the canyons, north, right, north of town. Yeah. Um, I remember that because that was my first sit. Yeah, is I went out there yeah. and uh, I sat with uh, Rod, and he, you know, what and I, what, what was your kind of thought process during? This um, time? well, at that time, you know, 
I had never hunted deer with a high power. Yeah. I didn't have one. Yeah. And so you had, you know, you went out with Rod, which is good because he had some land and, and, uh, I just wasn't into the deer hunting then. And then I think we got you a 270. Yeah. And you went. Uncle, Uncle Doug? You went with Uncle Tom, I think, a few times. Yeah. I, I went turkey hunting with Uncle Tom. You went, uh, but didn't Uncle Doug pick out my 270? No. He gave me some advice on it, but then oh, okay. we picked it out. We picked it out. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, you got into that, and then when Rod and Sue got the land up there, you'd go up there and go deer hunting, and yeah, and uh, I never got back into the deer hunt just because I didn't have the high power. And when we were in Kansas, in here, there's so many guys that don't hunt deer down in Kansas that if I needed deer meat, you, you know, just ask them. They just ask me, "Oh yeah, we'll get you some." Yeah. So yeah, and so what was it? What was it kind of like for you to um, to like? Okay, my son's getting into deer hunting. And I was waking up early mornings, like, well, what were you kind of thinking during that? Time? Um, you know, at that time, I just thought, you know, hey, that's great for him, you know. Yeah. That's good. It's, you know, I just, I wasn't into it then. Yeah, you're, you're kind of a bird hunter. Yeah, I was more of a bird hunter, you know. And then, so you were into the deer hunting and all that. And then fast forward, and then I got into, I think, uh, Robo, John Robertson, good, my best friend from high school and still is. Born on uh, the same day. Born on the same day, about 12 hours apart. So we've been together since birth. Been hearing this <laughs> damn story. Yeah. And so he came out and said, hey, there's some years. good turkey hunting out in Nebraska. So yeah, I, well, I got some land here. So he came out the day, the weekend you guys got married, and he went hunting that Sunday or Monday and got one. So then he says, Doc, we got to do that. So the next year, him and he came out, and him and uh, his boy Evan, and I went out with him. And uh, got a turkey. Was that your first turkey? First turkey. And I was hooked. Tell me about your first turkey. Um, it was kind of funny. There was Robo, me, and Evan. We were sitting in these tree line out at Doug's, out at Rod and Sue's place. And Robo come over and goes, hey, now, if just by chance three of them come walking in, you take the middle one. And I'll take the one on the left and Evan will take the one on the right. Well, I'd never been turkey hunting. And so I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden here come three times. And Robo tells a story that he goes, I look over and I see these three times and you don't even have your gun up. And uh, I learned now that, I know now that when the turkey comes in, the first shot you got, you take. Yeah. Because there might not be another. I think, in my mind, I think, okay, I'm going to wait till he gets over here because he was kind of going away from me. I thought, I'm going to wait till he comes broadside. Well, when you get a shot, you take him. Yeah. And so they went to this one place. I thought, man, I better. So so, uh, I shot. And uh, dropped one, and Robo and Evan both shot, but they were in some taller grass, and you know, kicking myself in the butt if I would have shot the the very when they first came in, we'd have had all three of them. Yeah, and so that was pretty exciting, you know. And so then Robo, he's been out here several times since then, and yeah, and we always go to Rod and Sue's, and him and Cheese, Carl Cheeseman, a good another good friend, we're classmates also. They came out this spring to go turkey hunting, but you were laid up. I was laid up with my knee surgery. So. Yeah, brand new knee. Brand new knees. But you're so, good to go now. I I'm good you, to go now, yeah. I saw you trouncing through some, some yeah, mud today. Mud, brushing mud today, so yeah. How did you feel, though? I felt okay. The only time is when I my foot would get hung, hung on the grass, because yeah, it's still a yeah. little, not quite as flexible, but, you know, just take it slow. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. I'm looking forward to this fall, maybe doing some turkey hunting. Yeah. Um, well, you're a, you're a turkey fiend. I love turkey hunting. It's just so much fun being out there. And Why? Now, let's... let's Reverse. Was that before or after our turkey hunting in New Mexico? That's before. That was before. Before, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that before our duck hunt? Yes. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about 
Now I'm back big into hunting. You're back big into the waterfowl. And so just an opportunity, you know, you're very good at it. You're very knowledgeable. I thought, well, spend some time with him and do some fun stuff. And like I said, I'd never gone to waterfowl hunting before. And so. Well, let's talk about our first waterfowl hunt together. Yeah. That was in, was that in Texas? Yeah. The Rio? On the Rio. Yeah. We went down there. How long ago was it? That's been about. Been six years. Well, you were in El Paso. Five years. Five, Five years ago, years. maybe. And so we went down there, and and I'd never hunted duck before, and so we drove through the big hole in the big fence, and I thought, are we in America or Mexico? And how nervous were you? I was a little nervous because I was just paint, I was paint the story because I some people might not know the whole story. Well, we were going along there, and it was the Rio Grande, and uh, huge gate, huge fence. But every now and then there were gaps, and we were in American soil, but, you know, maybe 100 or 200 yards from the river, the Rio Grande, and uh, there were lights, all sporadically, and then there were the guys in the white uh, SUVs, SUVs, and he said, oh, that's Border Patrol, they know me. I said, okay. <laughs> and what I was shocked was that how, I mean, the Rio Grande was about eight foot wide. Yeah. And I'm thinking, holy moly. Yeah. You know, and right over there is Mexico. And I'm thinking, God, if we shoot a bird and it drops on Mexico side, we're not going to get it. And uh, Winnie, will. Winnie, might. Winnie could go get her. Yeah. yeah. But so and, you know, and when those birds come flying by now and I, I was with the pheasants. Foof, foof, foof. And if you miss, they fly three counties away and they're big and they're slow. These ducks there. I would compare the uh, the pheasants to. uh Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, like a big old uh, no, what's Boeing seven thirty seven. Big old seven thirty seven. Whereas the ducks, they are the stealth fighters. <laughs> and I thought, there ain't no way I'm gonna hit one of these guys. And and uh, so that was an experience. And then the next day, we were going out, but El Paso had oh, eight inches yeah, of snow. Right. We went out the first morning. It was beautiful. We, yeah, it was. It was great. It yeah. was. Uh, it was. You know, it was crisp, crisp cold morning. Yeah. Um, and we Had shot, little, we shot some teal. I think so. Yeah, we you did. Some, yeah, yeah, we shot some teal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I showed dad and I said, oh, the next day. And then on our way back home, I remember you were saying, well, hey, you can't be sitting in these rubber waders no more that I got, that you had gotten me. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had, I think, what did we have? Some garage sale decoys? Something like that. Yeah. And then we stopped by. <laughs> Well, where was it? Gander Mountain or something like that? Yeah, Gander Mountain. It had a Gander Mountain there in El Paso, and uh, well, we you bought me. I think you bought me. Yeah, I said Merry Christmas. Yeah, you bought me like two dozen decoys or or something. Something, yeah, two dozen decoys and like a spinner or something yeah. like that. And, uh, so we so, went out there and uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, we were then and we got we were going to go out the next day and. Well, then that afternoon, I said, well, maybe we'll go to the Sun Bowl this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Washington State, Mike Leach was playing well. Yeah. It started snowing. Heavy. Heavy snow. Which is un- uncommon. Unbelievable. And it's never snowed at the Sun Bowl before. No. Well, the night before, Natalia said, she goes, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have a white Christmas? Oh, and she should have went and bought a lottery ticket because yeah. nine inches later, and we were heading out the next <laughs> yeah, morning. Was, it was deep. Yeah. We, we were heading we, out the next we, morning. We, we were busting. It, we didn't make it four exits. No. And we were busting the snow. We are the first ones. And we looked at each other and said, you know. Them ducks ain't going to be flying today in this because it was still snowing. I bet hindsight looking back, 
Yeah. Had we continued, we might have had a decent shoot. We might have. We'd have been the only dudes out there, only and we would have froze our butts yes. off. But, uh, yeah. I don't mind that, but I'm a fair weather hunter, I think, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But that was an experience. That was fun. Yeah, going down on the Rio. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, anybody that – would you recommend it? Oh, heck yes, just for the experience. Oh, yeah. It's, it's You know, just the country and just seeing it. And like I say, I was – I was just unbelievably shocked that that's the real grand. It was like eight foot wide. Yeah. When you think of the real grand, you think it's huge. Oh, now let's go con. Let's go converse that. Now there's obviously a hunt in between here and there that I'm what I'm about to talk to, but we'll talk about that hunt here shortly. Havelina. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that the Rio Grande. Now that was a big Rio Grande, right? Yeah. 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 So that was uh, I don't I don't remember even when that was that before or after our turkey hunts. That was that I think was before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was I think before. we did, I think we hunted Havelina first. <clears throat> yeah, I think we hunted Havelina because we drove down with Mitch and uh, Trevor. Trevor. Yep. And didn't see one dad burn Havelina. But tell me about Havelina country. Oh, you know, uh, rocky desert. You know, <laughs> up and down. If you want, if you want to worry about your dad. Falling over from dehydration or yeah. cardiac arrest. Take your dad yeah. lead hunting in uh, wow. South Texas near Great Bend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was fun, but, man, we put a lot of miles in. We and did. I was carrying Grandpa's 243, which was uh, full woodstock. Yeah, full woodstock. Wood full bore. Like, yeah, it uh, was heavy. Yeah, I picked that I mean, thing up. I, I'm glad he lent it to me. I wish I could have got to use it. Now, I want to ask you, when we planed that first bluff, Remember that? Yeah. And you were look, sitting there looking, and you said, well, there's, you know, that guy's under 25. That guy's under 25. That guy's under 18. Yeah. What did you think to yourself? Do, do these guys- okay, just take your time. <laughs> like I said, it would have killed a normal man, but I'm not normal. But You're not normal. You know. But, so, but we had a good time, even though we didn't get to shoot anything. We but did not fun. shoot a javelina. We no. almost shot a hog, a big hog. I would say... A rhinoceros, almost. When was that? I didn't see that one. Remember when we were looking over that? The Oh, yeah, looking through that brush the other side. Yeah, we yeah, saw something the, moving the, here, yeah. The Rio. That's uh, when I had, did I have my, uh, my oh 45, my my ranch hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about uh, your, tell us what's in your armory. Uh, well, if I if have, you don't mind, the, the government. I, have my, I still have that 22 single shot, bolt action. Uh, I, are you talking about the Peterson? The, the where you pull it back pull, and, pull the yeah I can pop the the thing I I can pop tweeter birds heads off oh it's it's a nice gun yeah, it's good that thing you have a sh- straight sh- no you have it I have it, yeah I mean it's a it's a great Ooh, gun it's a I straight mean, shooting long it rifle. is it is that's a long rifle twenty but it's an old right boy there. I like that gun and um, then I've got my uh, Winchester uh, twelve gauge twelve hundred that I got yeah you got it tell Tell them about that. Well, it was full bore, and when we were going to do waterfowl hunting, I started looking, okay, can I get another barrel for this? Because I didn't want to buy a whole other shotgun. But then I went down to the GI Loan and Pond, where, they, where I usually get a lot of my stuff, and uh, they bored it out and and made it so that I could put multiple chokes in there, variable chokes. So for like 150 bucks, I thought, you know, for 150 bucks, I have a gun that I can use now for everything. Yeah, yeah. So what else you got? And then I've got uh, 22 little little 22 pistol. Yeah, uh, I think that's. Uh, I don't even know what it is, but it's. Yeah, don't matter. Um, 
But the 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 serial number on it is 007, 007, so <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, and then I've got my forty-five long colt ranch hand, Rossi ranch hand. That's a. That's it's a just a toy. It's a fun toy. You know, it's fun. Can't it hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. Well, if you're close enough, I, I've <laughs> I've got it to where I can. You know, it tends to shoot a little high. So if you know that, but it's fun to throw some lead down. And I do some reloading of that. You know, so it's fun to throw lead down the range with that. It just kid people. You know, it looks at it. You know, if you remember, if you look on the old. Very old guys, if you remember way back when Steve McQueen was in a, a series, I can't remember what it was called, but he carried one. Yeah. And uh, Rossi Ranch Hand. And then I've got my uh, Anderson uh, AR rifle, 223. Yeah. And that's it, I think. Is it one? No. Huh? No, that's good, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Did I fly down for that one? Yeah. Yeah, you did. So, all right, New Mexico. Let's talk about you're big into turkey hunting now. I'm big into waterfowl hunting. Um, and then you say, Hey, how did how did New Mexico birds get started in your brain? Um, I'm not sure. We were talking about it and you said, Well, we could go turkey. I got a place up right north of El Paso. That's right, because I took my buddy out there. Yeah, you took your one of yeah. your army buddies or something and yeah. got a turkey and then you called me and said, Hey, and so uh, let me see, that's been three, four years ago, I think. Yeah, and uh, I flew down there to uh, El Paso, and you picked me up. And what was the name? We went to. Uh, well, we're not going to say that. What we're going to keep that place for. Okay, so. yeah, yeah. But we went yeah. somewhere in, in New Mexico, and and uh, had a great time. Now, what was the, what was your expectation of it? Um, I just wanted to get out there and see what it was like, and see what the yeah. weather was like. But, but did you think that we were going to be where we were at? No. Okay, so paint the description of where you thought we were going to be. Uh, where I thought, you know, when I think of New Mexico, I think of flatlands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'd never been in New Mexico. And when we got there, and a lot of canyons and a lot of up and down walking and and beautiful country. Beautiful country. Yeah. I'd yeah. Go, I'd, I want to go back there again sometime. Can't you? Isn't it so hard to describe how amazing El Paso is? Yeah. Because where where I live, uh, yeah, you should. Look back, you look out my back porch and you just see nothing but scrub brush yeah. um, and dust. Yeah. And then you look off to the west and really close, you've got, you know, a small set of mountains. A small set of foothill but mountains. Then, but then about, you know, 70 miles off, you can see there's yeah. a ridge out there. Yeah. and Very pretty. Yeah. It yep. was neat. Yeah. So we get up in there. We got up there and we uh, did some scouting that first day. And then what, do just, you, what do you remember from that? Um Basically, we just kind of drove around and then looked across the spots and went down. And and you had been there before, so you had a couple of spots. And so, well, describe we, the country. Um, up and down, and a lot of woods. Yeah, and valleys. Would you say it's more? Is it Colorado or is it Colorado minus? Colorado minus a little bit. Yeah. You don't have the big mountains, Colorado, but you got a lot of the trees and the and the valleys and the mountains and that and. Well, that one road we were driving on, we saw all those elk just running along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it was beautiful. And then, you know, just. Could you imagine that maybe 25 miles away was scrub brush no, desert? No. Yeah, exactly. It's just like in, you know, northern Colorado was plush and you go to southern Colorado. Yeah, exactly. You know, and this here, same thing that, you know, it was, you know, you drive 40, 30 minutes south and you're in scrub brush and then go back up there and it's plush and it's green and water's running and beautiful country and, yeah. you know. Well, how'd that turkey hunt go for us? Well, we saw a lot of them and we heard them. But well, let's describe. 
Okay, we went scouting the first night. Yeah. And we didn't we bed some bir- birds in? We did. Yeah. And then there was a one spot you said, well, we got one here last time. And so we'll, we'll start at this point. This will be plan A, plan B, and plan C. And so then that night we went back to our little campsite there and slept in the back of the truck and more stars than you could count because oh, yeah. you're out there beautiful, you know. And we laid, slept in the back of the truck and stayed hunky warm. It was a, you know, because it was in, when was it? Was that in October? No, it was spring. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was spring, springtime. But it yeah, was still it was early spring. spring, but it was yeah. still, of course, you're up in the mountains, it gets cold. Yeah, yeah but, it, was, uh, it was nippy. So then the next morning we went to plan A, somebody was already there. So we went to plan B and we hunkered down, put some decoys out and started talking a little, you know, waiting. Was there, was there somebody in plan A? Yeah, because remember about an hour after sunup, we heard a shot. Oh, yeah. And you go, oh, that guy got one. And so, but, and we had some talking to us. Yeah. And they were coming, they were coming, but it just seemed like we just could never get them in range, you know. And so they, 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 we were talking to us and then they'd drop us. And so then we saw, we started glass a little bit. We saw some and we tried to get around them, but for whatever reason. Yeah. When we went down that, that that one second hump over there. Oh, yeah. We went down in there. There was, there was eight toms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were big fans. But, yeah, they were big ones. And I we, thought, oh, yeah, we now we got something. Like 80 yards, right? Yeah. We got them yeah. within about 80 yards, and then all of a sudden we they hung up on us. I of think that's, yeah. that's the most serious turkey hunt I've ever done. Yeah. Oh, you and me both. Yeah. We did um, a lot of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I remember that. So, we, uh, what would you say is the, the lesson learned from turkey hunting from a ridge? Like um, that. Dropping down in them canyons. Yeah. I think the big thing is to, you know, having an ear. So, okay, where are they coming from? Because you could be up on that ridge and they might be two ridges away. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they might be, and when you're down in there, you might, and they might, you know, knowing where they're at and just, you know, and I got, you know, I need to get a little bit better calling, you know, so we can talk them in, you know, and yeah, and just, you know, different languages, different put putts and chirps and all that stuff, you know, just to keep them coming. And I, I think it's once you go down. You're down. Yeah. Yeah. Once we went down a valley, you know, to try to go back up and no, just stay down. And Yeah. When you're up there, there's no cell reception. No. Um, there's no cell reception. And uh, mom told me the last text message I got from her was like, you, she said, you give your father a heart attack. That's on you. And I said, oh, yeah. geez, that is, a, yeah. that's a heavy text to yeah. get from your mom. I know. But we had a good time. Oh, we did. It was fun. Yeah. Well, were we out there for three days? Uh, I think so. Two yeah. nights and three days. Because then that yeah. last day, we kind of thought, well. Yeah. We, we didn't get a turkey. No. But we hunted them hard. Yeah, we did. We, we did. Really, we and really. And we had a lot of them talking to us. We just couldn't seal the deal. And, and, and I would say we didn't even have a lot of them talking to us. We saw a lot of them. Yeah. Like, we got them into 80 yards. Yeah. The, that 80 that, yards, there was a bubble yeah there was just something uh, there was there was something. no turkey there might not have been any cell reception or turkey reception yeah there's yeah so and that was that was that's a fun hunt that was it was fun <laughs> i learned a lot about how you hunt with an old man that day yeah i hear you <laughs> especially hear you. in uh high elevation yeah mountains and i was I'm, i was in prime shape. yeah you're in good shape yeah i was in really good shape and i, I remember like oh if we just we get to this next ridge but Looking back, yeah, you know, you know, can't, can't yeah. give old man a heart attack yeah. there. So, uh, what what do we what do we have after that? Okay, so then after that turkey hunt, um, well, then you were in Oklahoma, yeah, and I remember we came down there for yeah, bird yeah. hunt. There was you and me and Brett and Robert, my brother in laws. Were they? Oh yeah, they were. They yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. 
And I remember <laughs> when you were we, you and I were setting the decoys out in the water, and you said, "Hey, put some upright up here." And I remember I turned around and looked, and they had just there were two, it was what, just like well, they, what did we say to them? We, we said, "Well, just spread them out right over here." Yeah, on this center, and they had them all lined up just like yeah, they Brett, were. In, Brett and Robert, they're city kids. Yeah. They were like in those ducks, those deep They were in formation. In, in formation, yeah. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. And you shot a ring neck that day. Uh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Yep. Shot a ring neck. Um, and so how many how many waterfowl species do you have down? Um, oh, didn't we go? Didn't we go goose hunting once? No, twice now. Well, we went goose hunting down in Kansas. Yeah. On the uh, what was where was that at the oh when for the Austin and all those guys came for the listener hunt yeah for the listener hunt. yeah we yeah. went there that wasn't uh, was that before or after Clint that was after that was after Clint after Clint uh, let's talk about your, we let's talk up, about hunting with Clint Clint yeah Clint Hoster another good buddy he graduated with you and he had a place out right here outside of town and uh, we he had a blind that was buried into the the field, and we put a, a bunch of decoys, line, yep. a pit blind, and uh, I think we went out that morning, and I don't think we got anything that morning. I think we did, yeah. And then we went back, had lunch, and we came back out, and we're sitting in there, and a couple other guys joined us. Well, and Kyle and... Kyle and... Uh, who else was there? Uh, um, oh. Oh, um... L- Luth, um... Oh. Doggone it! I can see it as kid big as life. Yeah, of course. Um, but anyway, yeah, there was Clint, you, me, um, Kyle, Kyle, and um, Nate Loon. Nate, Nate Loon. That's it. Nate yeah. Loon. That's right. Nate. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it was a little chilly. We had the burners on. I think. Yeah, we had the burners going. It was good. And was uh, good. we're talking, and all of a sudden, Clint looks out there and he goes, "Guys, he goes, we got a goose in our de- in our bl- in our spread. Some goose. I don't know if it walked in or flew in." So Clint went out, and I swear to God, he walked right up to it, and the thing didn't move, and finally, it did get up, and he shot him. Yeah. But then I can remember, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, uh, I think we go, dad, 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 and I dozed off again, because it was, you know, it was yeah, nice and toasty, sleeping. warm down yeah. there. And you'd, you'd had your Pop-Tarts. Yeah. You, you, you were sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Clint, who says, get ready, guys, get ready. And uh, and he himself said, I should have waited five more seconds, but when he said, Go. We all jumped up there, and I saw so many. I thought, "How can we miss?" But I found out. Yeah. And uh, but I think you know that was the first goose I shot. Yeah, we shot. I think we shot out of that group five five geese. Yeah, five or six. Yeah, and then another. Uh, load but how many geese were in that group? Oh, jeez, thirty. Yeah, probably 40. thirty some, thirty forty. Yeah, and they come swooping in there like helicopters. That's the first time you had a goose in your face. Yeah, yeah. And sitting coming out of a warm blind. Yeah. After a doze. So how, how was that for you? Yeah, it was startling but it was fun it was a blast i thought man i can get used to this and that was fun and, yeah. and that and then was when we went to the listener hunt yeah after that after okay that, so that was your... the next year i think yeah yeah tell me about your listener hunt uh well you called said hey dad we, we got, got open chase spot. white and cody crook Cook, yeah. yeah from foul plains austin and his dad and yep and um yeah drove down there where was that i can't remember where it was but well we're not gonna say that yeah, I drove down there, to, you know, that, was it Friday night? Central I think Kansas. Friday night, yeah. yeah. And we hunted Saturday and Sunday. And Saturday morning when we got down there and cold and rainy and snowy and 
and I was not prepared. I got to get me some water, some gear that's water repellent. Yeah, well, because you were wearing hip waders. I was wearing my chest, my my waist waders. Yeah, and then I thought I had enough, but I needed something waterproof. Now the waist waders are great, but you still fell asleep. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, when you're laying down in a what do they call those? Uh, uh, backboard. Backboard blind. Yeah, we don't do that. You know, that brush anymore. it in and all that, and it was fun. But what do you remember about that? That uh, first morning. The first morning, just laying there, and I think if that first set of geese would have come in, secondly, we would have got more. Yeah. But I can remember sitting up, and by the time I sat up and got the rifle shotgun to my shoulder, there was guys that had shot three times already. And I said, "Man, these guys are fast." You know, Marlon and his buddy. Hungry, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and I thought, oh boy. So there's a couple of times when I'd see some come by. I didn't even get up because I knew that I was going to get shot at him. Who was your favorite guy from that hunt? Um. Oh, who was um, the one that drove the the strange car? Subaru. The Subaru guy. Clayton? What was his name? Clayton. Yeah, Clayton Underwood. He was a pretty good guy. I like Clayton. He was pretty. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. He was a good, good pretty good guy. Yeah. Uh, but then, like we said on that one there, and you know, I watch all these hunting shows, you know, and on TV and that Waypoint, some of those shows that I watch, and yeah, and all those, and you know, the guy just said. Blast them, blast them, just gets excited. And this guy just says, hey, there they are, boys. Get them. Real uh, calm. And, who was the? Oh, I can't remember what his name was. Andy. Was Andy, yeah. Andy. But had a and great his, time. What was his dog's name? Uh, that was a good dog. It was a good dog. He had some really? good dogs there. Uh, Andy. <laughs> Andy. Uh, he's with uh, Foul Plains again. Oh, is he? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Lots of go down. Yeah. Um, it was fun. <laughs> well, take them if you want. Take them. Take them. There they are, boys. Take them. <laughs> but then those dogs were very good. And, yeah. I see that I'd never done that before, and then the next day we went out. What would you uh, say? What was the birds like in your face? Um, geez. yeah. Like I say, at that the first bunch came in, and I think we were still kind of all sleeping or something like that, because then we didn't get many. But then the second bunch that came in, there were fewer birds, but we shot more. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if I, I think I might have shot one. Like were you just, just were you getting like target overload? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with me. I'm thinking, oh, gee, you know, pheasant, there's one. Yeah. You shoot him and then, you know. But when the birds come in like that, it just, you know, that's what I need more practice in just, okay, concentrate on that one, watch it drop, then go to the next one. Right. You know, because. You were probably already picking out the second one when you shot the Probably one. so. I was, I was shooting at this one and looking over here, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So not really uh, target conscious. So, sure. sure. But, but it was fun. And then we went out the next morning too, I think, and. I think if we'd have had more snow decoys, we would have done it because there was a lot of snow geese coming in there. Remember that? A lot of specks, yeah. Yeah. But again, a good time. Yeah. Then drove back home. It was a great weekend and met a lot of neat guys and had some good food and it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. And then this morning's dove hunt. Well, yeah. First time I'd ever gone dove hunting. Yeah. And uh, that's I, your I first time? T- first time, yeah. I hear, you know, I teach and I hear a lot of kids, well, we're going dove hunting. And I'd never, you know, and in my mind, I'm thinking a morning dove. That's what I'm thinking when I see yeah, a morning yeah, dove. Sure. And so when you were out this morning, I said, hey, this might be a stupid question. Does everyone know what a dove look like? And I said, well, it must look like that thing on the stand with his wings rotating. And uh, everybody started laughing. But so. Who, who all did we have out this morning? It was uh, you, me, uh, Scotty Gibson, and Bryce Harrington, a couple of your classmates that I coached in football, and they're, now I teach with them, which is pretty wild. Is that weird? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. But it's good time, and and uh, if they go next weekend, I think they're going to go teal hunting. And you going to go out with them? I think if your mom has to work, I probably will. Yeah, good. Go out there, you know, with those boys, and 
get a little fun. And we got the sixes. Yeah, got plenty, yeah. plenty of shot. So, so, but yeah, fun time and and uh, just being in the field and spending time with you and your buddies out in the field and getting to know those guys and you and just a lot of memories made. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, as Nadine gets older, she'll want to go out there and go shooting and yeah. hunting, and it'll be fun for her. And what's your dream hunt for you and me? Um, if we could only hunt one more time, one more time, price not regarded. Um, well, where did I see it was online something someplace up in Canada where you pay the money, you pay your down payment, and then they'll tell you where to show up. I saw it and I can't remember what it's called, but what are we hunting? Geese, waterfowl, yeah, that, but, that's that would be your last time, yeah, I think so, yeah, you know. Because, you know, you're like waterfowl, I do too, and I like just sitting there and having them come to me. Yeah. Rather yeah. than walking, chasing them like you do with pheasant when you got to walk. And that's why I like turkey too. You just sit there and you call them to you, and if they don't, then you move a little bit. But, yeah, there's a place I saw on the, online, and and they, geez, thousands of birds. Yeah. But it's something where you pay the down payment and all this and all that, and then they'll say, okay, here's the, the day of the, when you go, they say. So you'd rather DIY it with me. Yeah. Yeah, do it yeah. yourself. Yeah. But they, they, they kind of do the scouting yeah. thing yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But fun times, fun times. So it's a waterfowl hunt is where you last Yeah, time. I think so. You, you, know. go, you don't want to go, you don't want to go hike some mountains? <laughs> no, I would like to go back and get shoot a javelina. Yeah. That, that one alluded, <laughs> that one got you a little bit? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I'd have liked to. Well, it was nice. It was, the, the weather yeah. was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I've got a, you know, I've got that two, two, three. I think I could shoot a hog with that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the before we get off here. Let's talk about the curse. You and I have not had much luck. <laughs> we've gone. We've had some success waterfowling, but if we go turkey hunting, nothing today, nothing. But if we're, it just we haven't hunted enough yet. Yeah. And just keep hunting. Keep well, hunting. We can keep never hunting, hunt enough. Hunting. Never hunt enough. Yeah. No, so. Yeah. I just All like right. being out there and. What's your message to Nadine? Um, get out and enjoy the outdoors. Get out there with your dad when he asks you to go, because that is memories that'll last forever. And uh, all the money in the world, you know, like I've always jokingly said, I'm going to die broke. I came into the world broken, naked. That's how I'm going out. I'd rather spend that money having good times with you and your sister and your brothers and their families, and and that's the way to do it. Well, can't uh, end a podcast better than that. So I'm going to go ahead and stop this. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. Yep. How long did we talk? 56 minutes. How much hour? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can press all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither. But hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.
In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.